0: This coffee's coffee's sw- truck. Hey, you know what, hold on guys, let's hold on a second. I, we keep talking about the team, they got to change this, go get, I think we need to make an adjustment to help the squad out. Let's go, let's make, right now? Let's make a change. Switch. switch up. I'm just going to go all the way out. You going
1: out? Yeah, okay. I'm going to go over Same.
2: here. Sam, you guys Same. going in? Sam here. I'm going to go over Same. here. Alright, okay. right. excellent. Wow, this doesn't
0: feel...
1: Beautiful. Easy. you feel
0: okay? Yeah, oh, I feel okay. pretty good. Hey, Shock, you look a lot different.
1: I kind of like this seat, DJ. It fits you nice. Yeah.
0: Look
2: good in the middle, right there, man. You kind of
1: work. We had some yeah, grooves you, in here. You're good in the middle, man. I think, call, I think this would be permanent here. Okay. For sure. sure. Good call. Unlike that good call last week, I sat here. I made some bad calls.
0: <laughs> we all did.
1: I kept talking about how the Falcons are one play away. Yeah. Through any of those three losses. Mm. Um, not going to do that. What ifs? No more what if talk with me. And I sat here and said. Boy, the Falcons really match up against the Steelers pretty well. That was a bad call. I remember <laughs> you saying that. Remember that? <laughs> I do. I do. I, you know, James Conner had, what, 97 yards the previous three games?
0: Yeah. That's correct. He had that 19 did. yards the week before. Yeah. Against
1: yeah. Baltimore. Had yeah, 19 yeah yards and right. uh, that much-maligned Steelers defense, I, I wasn't scared of them. What was I wrong. But <laughs> I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about one sequence in Saturday's okay. game. That one just,
0: sequence. You felt it turned the game? Totally. Okay. Late um, in the game,
1: early in the game?
0: Late in the third late quarter. Late in the third quarter. Okay. Um, a screen pass
1: changed the whole mm. complexion of that game for me. Don't want to relive it. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some issues on first down. Yes, sir. And first also down. about how we need to make some adjustments.
0: Yeah, like we did. There's lack of adjustment, and then the recognition first, and then and then the adjustment. Both player, coach. We'll have to look at that. But
1: first, you're listening to Falcons Audible, presented by AT&T. I'm Matt Tabeek. To my left, the smiling DJ Shockley and Dave Archer. Guys, there was one sequence in that game uh, that just, to me, it was a 13-10 game. Mm-hmm. It was third and 13. Close game, late in the third. Yeah, the Falcons had some issues here and there. Had trouble stopping Connor. Mm-hmm. But I felt like one sequence kind of just turned the entire game. They throw a screen pass to Connor. It's 640 left in the third. He runs for 23 yards, breaks seven, five, six, seven tackles. They end up punching it in, going up 20 to 10. Mm-hmm. AB beats the rookie Oliver in the corner, right corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Atlanta then goes three and out again.
0: Get the double thud, right?
1: And then... They block Bosher's punt. Mm. They're in the red. They take over in the red zone. Yeah. They hit the tight end. Then Foyer has the unnecessary roughness on Connor, sets up first and goal. Connor ends up punching it in. Next thing you know, in a matter of five minutes, five minutes, they go from 13 to 10 to 27-10. Yeah. And then the Atlanta takes the over the ball. In first play, Matt Ryan sacked. Now, it was unnecessary roughness, but it just turned, the, the,
0: the, it felt like the whole game turned right there for me. Um, yeah, and it was, you know, and it, it kind of was a microcosm, Matt. I think we both agree that that was a huge moment of the game. I think it was a microcosm there of what the defense had been to that point. Yeah, they had given up some plays and missed some tackles, but they were still kind of holding on to the rope. Absolutely had the defensive play at the end of the half where K Z gets the interception on the horrible decision by <laughs> Roethlisberger. So that? you go in thirteen ten. Yeah. Okay. You're feeling and good? so everything that went on in the first <laughs> half, you think, wow, this didn't been very good. We can't we haven't really scored, really haven't moved it all that well, and we're getting run through, but it's thirteen ten. Yeah. And then you get the screen on third and thirteen and like you said, a number of guys and it was a three man pass rush shock. Three man pass rush. Guys trying to get a lot of missed tackles, uh, and then you punch it in. So it was kind of a, that little play, maybe one play, right? Yeah. Kind of microcosm of what we saw defensively uh, on Sunday.
2: And that's how uh, I think things happen in a game. We've we all seen games where one play and everything spirals out, and one guy sees something happen. And then I think another part of it is guys trying to do too much at times. Guys trying to do other guys' job. And... Even even the, the play by Foyer you mentioned, getting the personal foul, he's competing hard. He's trying to rip the ball out. And I think he gets a little frustrated because the ball doesn't come out and he, you know, he pushes the guy to the ground. But one play in a game, Coach Quinn always stresses, one play in a game always usually is a a moment in the game where you think about it, is this the moment in the game that changes everything? Mm-hmm. And that screenplay was indicative of how a couple guys were there they had a chance to make a tackle, make a play, and guys don't come up with the play. And then next time it's like, okay, we got to find a way to get better and move on.
1: It seems like in, in a lot of the games this year, they've been one play away, as I said at the top. And it's just one guy needing to make a play. One guy needing to make a stop. One guy, you know, just needing to step up. Um, but at some con- point that has to, happen, though, right? has to happen. It has to happen. You can't talk about yeah. the injuries. We can't talk about what if anymore. Yep. Uh, they're a 1-14, and, you know, the one thing I said a couple weeks ago is, you know, I said, this is Matt Ryan's team, and you guys both said it's always been Matt Ryan's mm-hmm. team. But what I meant by that is Matt Ryan has to carry this team because the offense has – they're healthy, they have the playmakers, they need to make plays, and yesterday he was sacked six times, three by T.J. Watt. Yeah. It's just – if he can't – if they can't protect, protect number two – they don't really have a chance. Boy, well, Matt, that,
0: that gets into what I what I was going to talk about was your ability to recognize and then make the adjustment. Yeah. And it's not just the coach, the player has to recognize as well. Okay, so what Pittsburgh was was doing, and Pittsburgh's noted for being a zone blitz team. That the means blitz. they try to change up who's pressuring your quarterback and then they'll drop a guy off into zone into the zones to try to cover up the holes they're creating by someone else coming. The guy that kept getting home, other than Watt up front, was Mike Hilton off of the slot, nickel. and yep. it was oh, something you blitz. could see. And yeah. it wasn't the corner; it's the it's the yeah, slot yeah, 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 blitz. It's the, right, yeah. Yeah, it's the yeah, guy yeah. in the slot coming off. Yeah. Okay, if if my guy that I'm protecting, whether I'm Jake Matthews or I'm Ryan Schrader, and my guy's dropping into coverage, which was happening, Bud Dupree kept dropping out into coverage when they come with that slot blitz to his or that uh, yeah that slot blitz to his side. Now, my, my eyes, I have to crane my eyes out and find the next color jersey coming. You know, if, yeah, if it's a three-man pass rush, then I can lean inside and I can help on the inside on on the, on the with Fusco. But I still have to crane my eyes out here. And, yeah, he kept coming off that edge, which meant Ryan had to slide up in the pocket uncomfortably, out close. of rhythm. And now I'm getting some interior push, and it blows the whole play up. And then – Let's, be, let's face it, When we put DJ Watt in a Pro Bowl yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He went, he's going to go to the Pro Bowl because of what happened yesterday. They were getting off the ball, give their crowd some credit. We talk about it here in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, how the crowd can affect the game. I thought it was really loud at, at Heinz crowd. Field. Yeah. And their guys were coming off the ball. We were using a silent count. Anybody at home wants to watch. A lot of times you'll use silent count on the road. Watch the center's head. They'll have different indicators. He'll rock his head, he'll move his head, and it might be mm-hmm. two times, it might be one time, and they've got to mix it up. Because the defense is realizing this too, and then the ball's coming. Because you're going on a silent count, there's no snap count at the line of scrimmage. Their defensive ends were timing that up, and they were beating Schrader and Matthews off the ball. And more often than not, it was Ryan Schrader, unfortunately, with T.J. Watt, and he ate him alive. And I think another part of it is people wonder why
2: would they try this zone blitz? Why would they play this? This is kind of the central part of what they do. And Arch mentioned they're bringing that nickel guy off the edge. So it keeps Matt in the pocket. P- keeps him in the pocket, and they get pushed from the interior. So now Matt's looking at where to throw the football. And if you can remember in the game, there were a lot of times where the Falcons were third and medium or so, and Falcons run a lot of crossing routes. So they drop those guys in the coverage right to where the crossing routes are coming. And remember, there were a couple of times Julio's coming across. There's two, three guys there. And because of the pressure from the inside, and also Matt trying to climb up in the pocket, mm-hmm. that's where the issue comes. And then he's trying to force it in somebody. Or you see Matt. Two three times, climb up in the pocket and then go back to his right side or get outside the pocket trying mm-hmm. to run a little bit because the pressure's running. coming move, from.
0: Move the, ball, move the quarterback off the yeah. spot. Is yeah. some, in a lot of times sack, you hear Coach Quinn talk about all the time. Yeah, we'd love to have sacks, but if we can move the quarterback off, off the spot, spot, it yeah. changes the timing. So, recognition, the guy coming off the spot. So, what's the adjustment? Okay, the – Adjustment one as a player is adjustment, I've got to understand, okay, what are they doing to me? Mm-hmm. Let me see the pictures on the sideline, understand, okay, they're not bringing six guys every time. It's a lot of times they're just bringing four. I've got to find that extra rush. As a player, i got to know that. For for,
2: for fans at home, it's the, the game
0: happens so fast, especially for offense
2: alignment up front when you have a tough time trying to recognize what they're doing up front. And sometimes it looks like, okay, I see three guys on the D-line, But you don't know if the nickel guy's coming from that side or the nickel guy's coming from the other side or the three interior guys are going to drop. If you can't recognize it pre-snap and by the time post-snap happens and they snap the football and now you got four of the guys moving in different directions, it's hard to really know who to block. And I think that's kind of the point, Arch, uh, that you're making is if guys don't recognize it early and then it happens, it's too late because they're coming full speed. And now you're thrown off by, I didn't know this guy was coming. And people say, well, why don't you just slide a line one way or just say you got this gap. Well, the defense is a know that, and then they attack you that way. So you have to make sure you switch up your protection calls, and that's why it's, it's a tough thing playing a, a similar defense like Pittsburgh that gets after you.
0: Well, if I'm the Bucs yeah. and I'm well, watching let, that game. Let me, let me ask Shock real quickly. Yeah. You, you had I'm a point you want to make that. on first down, right? So, well, What's the deal on first down?
2: I thought – in this game that first down was huge. I thought that Pittsburgh was really good on first down and we were not good on first down. There were 18 first first down snaps through the first three quarters and nine of them for the Falcons, we had zero yards or negative yards on first down.
0: Half the plays.
2: So you think about Pittsburgh on the other side, they were averaging six yards on on, on first down. And you're talking about being able to have a, a, a play call or have a back who can do anything. I mean, if it's second and four, third and two, mm-hmm. which they were in the majority of the time, it's easy, I say, to call plays and tougher for a defensive coordinator like Mark Manuel to say, OK, what do I do now? Right. And regardless of personnel, when it's you getting first you get six yards on first down, it's tough to call a game. So the Falcons on the other side were three yards on first down. Mm-hmm. So. You got three yards on first down, now you got second, third, and long situations for that offense, and that's where we see all the pressure. That's where we see all the exotic blitzes, because it's third and long, and you got to recognize where it's coming from, but also you got long yardage situations, so they were behind the eight ball, for sure, on, on on first down, and Pittsburgh did a great job of picking up big yards on first down, which made their second and third down calls a lot easier in this ball game. and, and to think about some plays, there were a couple of plays where Pittsburgh had third and one or two, mm-hmm. and we loaded up inside thinking they were just going to ram it with Connor, and they go tall sweep to Connor two or three times, and they got us out flank, they got guess, us out had leverage.
0: Had to guess So. Like you're talking about the play calling became much easier because they had to guess. It. It's tough for, and what
2: I'm trying to say, is tough for Marco Emmanuel to call a defense when it's third, one or two, and you have to guess where you think they're going to go with the right. football like you said.
0: That's a good point.
1: So they struggled. Mm-hmm. You guys are saying they struggle to adjust. So if I'm Tampa, I'm going to do, until they prove they can stop it, I'm going to bring some of that. Sure. Uh,
0: copycat league. Copycat
1: league, yeah. That all said, though, to your points, um, it was a 13, it was a close game, yeah. three quarters through. I thought that the Falcons defense did a good job of, till the end, of neutralizing Antonio Brown. Uh, he had a big catch in the fourth. hmm. Um, but you know they tried to get him the ball, and, and you know they they struggled a little bit. And same with Julio, he struggled too a little bit. Uh, he didn't have a catch through three quarters, and then fourth quarter changed. But
0: I never felt like though we were in control, Matt, of the game. They were controlling the line of scrimmage. So. Yes, the score was close, yet you looked at it and you thought, wow, they're really pushing us around. Run game, like Shock's talking about, they're having five and six yards. I think our average third down for on offense for us was like 8.5 yards yeah. on third Miss, down. Yeah. That's Tattles brutal. Yeah. huge
1: on Connor. I mean, like I said, he had 97 total yards coming in. He had 135 in the season opener. But we may have put him in the Pro Bowl yesterday. I mean, he had that kind of day, almost 200 yards total offense. And just a ton made him forget of, about
0: number twenty six didn't he? Shit. yeah at least miss tackles. I I mean, leave on bell when he got that performance.
1: that guy to me, just kind of willed himself i mean he just took the i don 't want to say that he took the the soul out of the Falcons defense, but he just wanted it. Uh, he ran with authority, he ran through tackles, he ran, he spun. I was so impressed with Connor yes. and, and our I, lack of tackling on him. Uh, We just talked about it being the copycat league. Yeah.
2: You think about the backs we faced to start the season. All those guys were different types of guys, but they all were really big in the pass game. And I heard... Kamara. Yep. I heard uh, Devondre talking to you after the game, Mm -hmm. saying he was going to come in. We knew he was a a hard ball downhill. They're a physical offense. They want to try to take your will away. And they knew they would feature Connor. Mm -hmm. But in this game... Obviously, you look at the guys you've faced in the past, and this is a copycat league. Pittsburgh came in and found ways to get him the football in space in the past game, just like we've seen Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, all those guys. And that's kind of going to be the M.O. If you have a back who can be as versatile as those guys throughout the year, and I think that's going to be part of the story is – not just identifying this guy, but like you said, you got to be able to tackle these guys once you get them in space. But well, you
0: know as well as I do, Shock, that what happens in NFL camps is when you, like Tampa, you were mentioned Tampa, Matt. Tampa's going to go in and they're going to look at the tape, okay, and they're going to see they were, we were physically pushed around. Yep. There's one thing to get out-techniqued or maybe even schemed into things where you're dumping the ball to back, you're creating the one-on-one matchups on the outside. Those are those scheme things. When someone comes off the ball and mashes you coming downhill, that's an issue now that you should take personally. (laughs) If if you're a defender for the Falcons, that's got to be a personal issue with you. I just got the run game shoved down my throat. We've got to change that. Number one thing a defensive coach wants, and a head coach, must try to run the ball, must stop the run. Well, we didn't run it, and we have the run game shoved right down our throat. That'll be number one in Coach Quinn's mind this week is we can't let teams run the football on us. Well, Mike Tomlin said, we ran the ball. They didn't. We got to the
1: quarterback. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, Real quick, let's segue. Uh, You're listening to Falcons Audible presented by AT&T. If you want to call in, it's 4 7 Zero three four one four one seven seven. Please leave your name, your hometown. Try to be brief and get right to your question. That's really fours- a hard number to remember, Sam. Did you come up with that? Yeah, no, we, we really need seven, a, seven, We really need an eight hundred number. Three
0: four one four one
1: seven. Forty
0: one seventy. Seven. So you got to do kind of the number recognition thing. Think of your favorite number forty one and your favorite number seventy seven on the back end. What's your favorite forty one? I can't think of a 41. Charlie,
1: Charlie Waters would be mine. No, I
0: don't like any Cowboys. No Cowboys. <laughs> he, went no cowboys. he went to Clemson. He uh, went to Clemson, I'm happy for him, but there's no no. – I'm not excited I about was, him. Was He's a, a I, Cowboy.
1: I don't care. I, I loved him.
0: Uh, did you? Okay. 77? We'll get you. I'm going to go Lyle Alzado on 77. Yeah, that's right. That's
1: what I was going to say. Okay.
0: okay. What do you what got for you? me on 77? You're trying to stall because you don't have a 77. No, I like Al- Lyle Alzado. Oh, of course you did because I came up with him. <laughs> who, who do you play for?
1: Denver, what are you talking about? Play Denver, for Denver
0: and the Raiders. And the Raiders, okay. <sighs> Who's your favorite
1: 77?
0: I don't have one. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll, I'll give, give you one. Jim, one. Jim, Jeffco. Jim Jeffco. Jim Jeffco. Another okay. cowboy. Yeah, I played against From Jim From New, New Jersey. Jeffco. Yeah. All okay. right.
1: Let's segue into this this next game. Um, I am tired of talking about what-if scenarios and what have coulda, shoulda. Uh, okay. This team is one and four. One and one in the division. Um are they out of it no just look at 2016 the miami dolphins started one and four went nine and two down the stretch will finish ten and six so you're saying there's a chance there is a chance chance. they are not mathematically eliminated but they've got a a division game coming up which which is good the next there's only the, uh, the handful of teams they play next only one of them has a a winning record the redskins winnable games on paper but this is a huge game. I mean, I hate to say must-win games, and you're going to say it though.
0: It is a must-win game. fly. They
1: have to win this game, Arch, and they.
0: You know what? I normally would, would really kind of try to counteract you here, Matt. They have I, to. I don't think there's any question. You got to go find a way to win this game. They got to win uh, this game. You, you, it's a division game. It's in your building. I mean, it's a double dip, if you will, and then throw on. Let's make it a triple scoop on a waffle cone. Okay, you've got You have to have the win just because you need to win. A division game in your building have to have the win, triple scoop. In arch, I'm tired <laughs> of talking about injuries
1: too. You talked about how That's Pittsburgh yeah. willed their way and ran the football. Mm-hmm. I know Grady Jarrett was out. Uh, Deion Jones is out. Keanu Neal's out. Ricardo Allen's out. Don't matter. They're not walking down the tunnel. Maybe right. Grady this week, but hopefully, uh, they, whoever it is has to step up. I, we we can't talk about on-the-job training anymore. These guys They've are, here, these guys are here
2: for a reason. They drafted them. They brought them in free agent-wise. And, you know, I was talking about this on the post-game show last night was, you know, the scouting staff here with the Falcons, they find they look for guys throughout the entire preseason. Whether they own this roster or not, they're looking for guys. So if they're on this team, they believe they fit this style in which the guys, which they want to play with. And uh, the guys you have, you got to play with them. You got to go and they got to find a way to get better. And you talked about a mindset earlier about if you getting it, you know, kind of flush down your, flush down your throat. There, running football, it's a mindset for these guys as well. So many people telling you you're not good enough. So many people telling yeah. you you're not Keanu Neal, you're not Grady Jarrett. Forget that. You have to play football. You play the National Football League for a reason. Show up and do your job. Yeah, this now, is the smile. this is
0: really the gritty part of it. Okay, yeah. this is the part that's not the bright shiny one to four o'clock part of the game. Okay, this is the part where you come back. You've had your rear end handed to you a couple weeks in a row here now. And everybody has said, okay, this, this team is dead and gone. Let's start looking at the draft. That group's got to go in that locker room, circle the wagons. It's cliche, circle the wagons, but they've got to find a way to get gritty and tough in just this game. Don't worry about the Giants yeah. on Monday night or where you got to travel to the Redskins. Where this game right now and today in particular, get ready to go win a game in division. And so it's got to be gritty. You got to get tough because everybody's going to say you're done yeah. everybody's going to be on you that's for this is where the the brotherhood's really going to come to life circle the wagons and let's get after and it. in my well, inspe-
1: my experience is in with teams that impose their will on teams they are able to run the football they are able to sustain drives the falcons need to run the football they have got to get Devonte freeman going tevin coleman running they have got to get that got who, to get that. Is going. that who we are? What's that
0: on offense? Is that who we are? Do we have to It needs to be more of that. In a physical style, are we Is that we who we have are? Not. We, we have not We been need
1: that. to be more of that because this quick strike attack offense is fun to watch and it's they put up mad numbers but it's not they're one in four. They've got they have got to run I well, mean the they have got the to run the ball. reason the football, ground Dave? the
0: reason the ground I agree with you that they need to run the ball. The reason the ground game becomes important is because of what we saw with the pressure okay you only can pressure the quarterback if you know you've got in got them in passing situations and they're stagnant on offense we've stopped the run Mm -hmm. and we can get after the passer if you can run the football just like Pittsburgh did yesterday and they didn't throw the ball overly well they hit a few shots here or there they were able to run the football, and they put doubt, as Shock talked about. And I'm a defensive play caller, and I go, wait a minute. My number one goal, we just go, let's revisit it. My number one goal is to stop the run. If I can't stop the run, they got a two-way go, and it becomes a problem. So I agree, you must be able to run the ball. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting because I don't sense us as a power come off the ball, blow you off the ball, run I don't
1: think we are either, but we need to run the ball better than we have. Okay. Uh, we got Devonte Freeman back, and it just—we just can't get into a rhythm. You've talked about this in previous episodes. Running backs need to get into a rhythm. Growing up, and, and even in today's game, there are running backs that just need the ball. Mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley—we don't have that guy, but we have two guys that can get it done. Get them in space. I think you got three guys. Got got three, do it. I Oh, yeah, I, I I love Misamito Smith. Love that guy. He's got some wiggle. He's not the biggest guy, but the more I see him on the field, the more yeah. I like him. Uh, you are listening to Falcons... Al- hey, hold that thought, Chuck. You are listening to Falcons Audible presented by AT&T. I'm Matt be DJ Shockley, Dave Archer. Shock, go ahead.
2: Uh, one last thing I want to go back to is this is Monday, so it's what the Falcons call Tell the True Monday. Mm-hmm. And I think the best part of what Coach Quinn does is he gets all those guys in the room and put up the plays that, hey, they weren't so good, Mm -hmm. and the penalties and all that kind of stuff, and says this is what we have to do to get better. We cannot have these type of things. And I think for this team, guys have to take that ownership and have to take that criticism and take it to home, take it to heart, and say this is how we're going to get better. And I think that's the first part of it is these guys realizing their faults and seeing it and then saying, I don't want to let this guy down. I don't want to let you down and you find a way to get it done. So tell the truth Monday is big for Coach Quinn. I think it's going to be big for this team with where they're at mentally. Not just, you know, these guys are physically talented, but I think mentally now, like Archie talked about, it's going to be some things going on. Can we get it done? And they're going to hear everything on the outside about this team is done. But if they can take ownership of where they're at right now and how they can get better, I think that's the first – that's the way you start to get better as a team and as a unit. What do you do? Me, you, let would, let you do? Let me ask every, you do that every Sunday.
0: Okay. Every, every Monday. Let's look at this. We got a well, bunch of, we just got a bunch now of fans. spot where you're at. Yeah. We yeah. got a bunch of fans watching this. You know, the players aren't watching this. The players are gonna get motivation, they're gonna get motivation from one another and the and the, and the coaches today and over the next several days, get a game plan, get ready to beat Tampa. The fans are watching this. Shock, tell me something. For a fan, what you know, I hear a. I'm going to look at the tape, and I'm going to get better. And they heard that last week, and they yep. heard that the week before. I'm tired of hearing okay, that. Okay, so the fan, they can't go in the locker room or on the practice field and physically see them working on those things. So, from a fan's perspective, give them some solace. What do you? Is there something in there that they can kind of say, okay? I trust that process, or I trust what's going on there. Where do you, where do you find that?
2: You know what, as a fan, I think the only way you can see it is on Sunday. And the best way to see it is to see you not make the same mistakes that you did on Sunday as far as, like, say, missed tackles. Or last last in the game versus Pittsburgh, we saw a nickel blitz heating us up, and we had trouble blocking it. Mm. You come into this game – they're going to bring nickel blitz. and see it picked up. Absolutely. You know, some of the stuff that's very noticeable for a fan to watch and see, and you come into this ball game, and you didn't see that this week. I'm
1: with you. Good call. I, 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 think, good call. I think, you know, I, we have a, I get a mailbag. I get, I get, <laughs> I'll i tell you some of the, mail, uh, the emails I had this morning, but the fans don't really care what we have to say or what I write about in the morning.
0: The hell are we doing this for? Be,
1: because... <laughs> <laughs> Because they want to your point, they are not going to buy anything until they get some, string some Ws together. Because until they, they need some they, credibility,
0: they need some credibility. They,
1: they, you can only tell them, hey, we're trying. Hey, we're fixing our mistakes. Hey, we're working on our angling, our, for our tackles. Hey, we're trying to strip the ball more. Hey, we're trying to create more turnovers. Hey, we're trying to get Julio more involved in the game. Hey, we're going to try to protect Matt Ryan better. They're not buying any of it until they start seeing it. That's why this game, this Sunday, at home against a division rival, it needs to happen. Yeah. It has to yeah. happen because 1-5 is not very good. Yes, there's been a team. Team Tim Tebow took the Broncos 1-5 into the playoffs.
0: You brought Ooh, Tim Tebow up on this show. But I don't Ooh. want to talk about 1-5 right now. They have got to win this game. Yeah, Tim Tebow ain't walking through Dave, the door. Tim probably.
1: Tebow is, is –
0: uh, and it's really, it is a hard sell to try to, when I was asked Shock the question about what do you tell the fan to hang your hat on, I thought Shock made a really good explanation is there's not anything you can physically put your hand on, you've got to see something that gives you something to, to get going and it's, it's when you start finding a way a to correct some of the problems that are that are happening i can't see re- this is how many times have we come in here and talked about we've missed tackles oh, really? okay so <laughs> that hasn't gotten better and if i'm a fan and i'm coming down to mercedes-benz or i'm sitting on the tv and i look up and i see wait a minute that's a missed tackle there's a missed tackle tackle. had the guy dead to rights there and he got away i've got to see that and i, th- I think that's a great point i don't think there's anything a magic pill you take and hey, oh, I feel really good today. I mean, I guess there is something out there, but I would stay away from it if I were you. <laughs> wow, um, yeah. you know. But Let's talk uh, after the show about that. <laughs> really, you need some of that? No, I'm just joking. A little pick you up. There's a I coffee mean, right I there. You pick your got coffee. What you need in that cup. Um, so anyway, I, th- I think that it's a matter of seeing something happen on the field that you saw. Hey, that was that was horrible. He didn't block that guy. He didn't tackle that guy. I need to say that happened. Uh,
1: speaking of. That I think it need they need a W. And speaking of W's, they have Mr. Eating W's this weekend, Jameis Winston. Uh, what'd you call him? Do it. He likes to eat W's. Do it. You ever see that? Do it. He likes to. I, do I can't it. do it. I can't Come do it. On. No, you have to do it. But <laughs> they've got the Bucks. They've Jameis is making his first start. Um, you got it? You got it down. That was close right there. <laughs> what let's talk about this matchup a little bit they've they've had fitz magic going all all season long and now they've got all for the first two games that is, or two and a half games i guess <laughs> two and a half games yeah james Spurs came with all the magic out.
0: yeah he had something happen to him in chicago that there was no magic <laughs> attached to that there
1: there are some people that legitimately believe they have a better chance of winning with with fitzpatrick and there are there are some people that are, you know they're mixed as far as who the better quarterback is for this team right now
0: um well, Jameis' job is to come and dispel that. He's the franchise guy. He was the number one draft pick. Come in. He's got to play at a high level. Jameis has had some really good moments against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And we, you don't have to go. You go back to his rookie year, and he made, a, he made a third and 19 run for a first down that was off the charts. Never seen anything like it. So, Jameis Winston, if there was a team that he would like to come back against, unfortunately, in his mind, I think it's this team. Okay. I think he's excited about playing Atlanta. That doesn't bode well for us. Uh, it, it, I think he would be. And you're excited to get your start, right, Shock? Yeah. Okay, my job kind of was taken away from me. I did some stupid stuff, whatever. You're not on the field. And now you're going to get your opportunity. Coming off a bye. So now yep. it's your team again because you've been able to blend back in with your teammates. It's not a short week or just a regular week. It's a bye week. So now I can blend right back in and be my guy, be the guy. Now you've got to go out and show them that you can play at that high level. And that's the a lot thing, of pressure on him.
2: And that's why I say I don't think you say okay, it, made, well, it doesn't it doesn't bode well. I think it does because the emphasis of him wanting to come back and prove to his teammates again. He has to prove that he belongs as the guy. And he sat back and he watched Fitz play. And like you said, there are probably some guys on that team that feel like Fitz should still be their guy. So I think he has to come back and prove to them that I deserve to be your starting quarterback. So that means, hey – there may be chances for him to take more chances in this ball game. He's going to want to force the football at times because he wants to make big plays. He wants to have his team really excited about hey, we got Jameis back, and he's going to make all these plays. Where there's a chance for us to hey, swoop in there and make some plays because he's trying to do some extra.
1: Do you think in the media we try we sometimes make too much of that stuff from the outside that hey, there's a quarterback change and there's there's. Guys in, in the locker rooms, like who's leading up to the Steelers game, there was a lot of this talk that maybe Ben and, and Antonio Brown weren't on the same page and that there was a lot of guys going rogue a little bit because of what was happening with Le'Veon and Bell. And th- Those guys looked galvanized on Sunday. They played well together. So, well,
0: it's because the, the, media, doesn't, how much well, the media doesn't know what's going on in, in the locker room. Okay. They, they see the so, superficial stuff on the perimeter. A guy said this, a guy did that. But what you don't know is what's going on in the locker room, how tight those guys are, how close of friends they are, how much time they've spent together. Remember, these guys have been spending time together since March, and they've been doing it for a number of years if they're veteran players. So you don't have any idea what the comp comp – the makeup is as a team. But when you start talking about a quarterback change – Yeah, it's big. That can be a big deal. And, and when you talk about Fitzpatrick and how he played, Shock talked a little bit about it. Jameis coming back, let his team down, and mm-hmm. how he handled his business in the off season. Okay, and he's got a little bit of a history of this. The fan base is watching. There's a lot of pressure on Jameis Winston in this game. No question. Well, Dirk
1: Cutter, you know he's got to make the best decision for that team. They want to win just as badly as the Falcons do. So you have to believe that they believe that Jameis gives them the best chance to win Sunday. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we, I think what we all agree that... It is a must must win for Atlanta. Yeah, I don't like saying it, but I, I don't
0: I, And I don't like agreeing with you all that much. No, I'm just playing. I I, agree, I would agree with you here, brother. I think yeah. that there's no question. I think you need you need you have to have this. Sound one. like Macho Man Randy Savage over there, brother? I, I really. believe in your brother. Can we, can, are you going to eat a W? If we if the Falcons win, will you eat a W next eat show? A, I don't even know what that is, but I'll try to figure so it James, out. James, James I'm still the, waiting for my. I said three tell, scoops on my waffle cone. Where's that? I'll get you that. But you, if you eat, if the
1: Falcons win, he's got to need a W. I'm all for that. We got to see
2: that next week. I'm all about, about that. I love it. Whatever wow.
0: it is, as long as it's you know suitable for our audience. He has to give we'll the pep
1: talk
2: it. and then eat the W. He, you,
0: Excellent. You do the pep talk. What's the pep talk?
2: You know the pep talk that
1: led up to eating the W's. Oh, we got to huddle around you. 470 341 4177.
0: Call us, give us your thoughts, because we're, we're scrambling up. We've even switched chairs trying to make something happen up here. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, but I do, like works, I, I do like the middle. It works. This is the combination. I do
1: like the middle. Maybe you're the middle guy from our own. Hey, you got to be strong up the middle. Uh, you are listening to Falcons Audible. I'm Matt Tabeek. <laughs> this is Dave Archer, uh, DJ Shockley. Uh, let's get a win Sunday. Let's do it, baby. Please. Let's do it. Let's do it. Division game. Let's go get it. Peace out. That's a W.